האם זה באמת סגולה בדוקה? הסגולה ללמוד בזה? Arab Sovan, good evening, everyone. We are in the Zera Shimshon on Parshas Lech Lecha. We are looking at Os Tes Vav, section number 15. Before we take a look at the words of the Zera Shimshon himself, we're going to read a Pasuk from Tehillim. This is Perak Yud Pasuk Beis, and uh, you'll see that the Zera Shimshon is going to open with uh, a discussion of this Pasuk. So the Pasuk reads as follows. Bega'avas Rosha, with the arrogance of the wicked, Yidlak Oni, a poor man is burned. Yitafsu bimizimos zu chashavu. They are grabbed with the plans that they thought or that they contrived. Again, here's the Pusik again. Begavas Russia Yidlak Oni. With the pride or the arrogance of a wicked person, a, a poor man is burned. They are caught in the plans uh, that they thought or that they contrived, that they came up with. Okay, let's uh, keep that pusik in the back of your mind because we're going to get right into it right now. Midrash Yalkut. This is a quote from the Midrash Yalkut Shimoni. Begavas Rosha Yidlak Oni. There's the first half of our Pusuk from Tehillim. And with the arrogance of a wicked man, a poor man is burned. Ze Lot. These words refer to Lot. Shenitpas Bishvil Anshe Sedom, who was grabbed because of the people of Stone. As we know, uh, Lot. Uh, made a choice to separate from Avraham, and he chose to live uh, in Sodom, in the area of Sodom. And uh, because of that, he ended up uh, being being caught. And we'll talk about what that means specifically in a little bit. Now the Medrash Yalkuchimoni looks at the second half of the Pasuk. Yitotsu bimizimos zu chashavu. They are captured or they are caught in the plans that they contrive, Elu Hashvatim. These people that are referred to in the second part of the Pasuk are the Shvatim, the tribes. Adkan Lashono, until here is a quote from the Yalkut Shimoni. Vehazayis Ra'anon, so the Zer Shimshon brings in a commentator, a sefer called the Zayis Ra'anon. Peresh, he explains, and this is a quote, this is Lot who was grabbed. Because the kings who came to fight against Sodom and other cities, they grabbed him, they captured him. And then, it taught, and then the Medrash Yalkut Shimoni says the second half of the Pusik is referring to the Shvatim, to the 12 sons of Yaakov Avinu. Tzorich Ion, this requires analysis, ma'inyin ze lilot. What do the Shvatim, which which apparently are the is what the second half of this Pusik is referring to or alluding to, what do they have to do with Lot? If the first half of the Pusik is a reference to Lot, the, what is the second half, which is somehow a reference to the Shvatim? What does that, how does that connect to Lot? So that's the, Zay, the Zayas Ranan's uh, question. And the Zerashimshon is going to set out now 
to answer that question. And we'll see as we go how all of this connects to our Parsha. Venera Lissarate, and it would appear that we can answer. In other words, we can answer the, Z the Zayas Ranan's question about what's the connection between the 12 sons of Yaakov Avinu and, uh, and the story of Lot. De Isa Bemedrish, because it states in another Medrish, also Yalkut Shimoni, Shahatam Avraham Hevi Atzmo Bisakona. The reason that Avraham brought himself into danger, call Kach Gedola, that was so great. Lirdov, O Im Eliezer Levado, or with Eliezer himself, O Im Shloshmeos Ushmona Osir Yelide Beso, or with 318 people who had grown up in his house. We'll get back to that in a second. Neged Arba Melachim, against the famous four kings that are talked about in our Parsha. Shehoyukolkach Chazakim, they were so strong. The four kings, as we know, defeated the five kings in a great war. Why did, so why did Avraham go and uh, attack them in order to rescue Lot? Why, why would he do that? This was because because the facial features of Lot were similar to the facial features of Avraham. Lot looked like Avraham. Lot was Avraham's nephew. And we're learning that he looked like Avraham. He's very similar in his, his appearance to Avraham, and this is what the Pasuk means when it says, Vayishma Avram, and Avram heard that his brother had been captured. When Lot was captured uh, by the four kings and all of their armies, their huge armies that came and captured the people of Sodom along with other adjoining areas, and Lot got swept up, Avram heard that his brother was captured. Dehainu Ochiv, which means his brother, why would Lot be called Avram's brother when he wasn't really his brother, he was a nephew? So why does it say he was his brother? Bidiyokon Shelo. In his appearance, he looked like Avram's brother. zilzulo shel Avraham. And this capturing of Lot was a was a humiliation, was an embarrassment to Avraham. So Zerah Shimshon uh, is telling us that uh, that Avraham uh, uh, put himself in great danger, in grave danger, we might say, in order to rescue Lot, because Avraham, either with Eliezer alone or with three hundred and eighteen uh, fighters from his household went up against the, the armies of the four kings, the multitudinous armies of the four kings, in order to rescue Lot, which he did do successfully along with all of the other prisoners uh, that had been uh, captured. Why did why does the Zer Shimshon refer to either Avram going either with Eliezer or either with 318 people? This is based on a, a well-known uh, Rashi who says that when the Torah tells us that Avraham took 318 members of his household, it either means that he actually took 318 members of the household, which seems like a nice force, but that would be a small, tiny uh, 
a small, tiny company of soldiers compared to the vast army of the four kings. Um, or he took Eliezer because the gematria, the numerical value of the letters in Eliezer's name equal 318. So that's why the Zer Shimshon says either Avram went with only Eliezer or Avram went with 318 uh, of, of, the, of the members of his household. And either way, they were a puny, puny, tiny force. Uh, and, and nonetheless, Avraham took, uh, Avraham went and pursued after the four, the army of the four kings in order to rescue Lot. Why did he do it? Because Lot resembled him, and uh, and it was a humiliation and an, and an embarrassment to Avraham that people would see this man who looked like him, his nephew that that resembled him, amongst the prisoners, among the prisoners. Let's continue. And this is similar to the parable of the two brothers who are twins, Shehevi Rashi, that Rashi brings down al Pasuk on a Pasuk and Sefer Devorim, Kikililas Elohim Toloi. The Pasuk states over there that when a person receives the skila death penalty when a person commits a crime and receives capital punishment of skila of stoning that the body of the person after the death penalty is carried out should be uh hanged should be hung up uh, briefly we never let the pusik also teaches us that the that the body should never be allowed to hang up for a long time and certainly not overnight to the next day why because it is it is either making light or a curse of Hashem when a human body, even of a, a wicked person, even of a murderer, is is hung up for people to look at. Shekol Haroe, this is Rashi now continuing. Anyone who sees on top of the next column, Shekol Haroe Oso, anyone who sees a Jewish man hanging, Omer will say, Hamelech Toloi. It's as if the king, a reference to Hashem, is hanging. Why? Because a human being is created B'Tselem Elohim, as we learned just a couple of weeks ago in Parshas Bereshis. A human being is created B'Tselem Elohim. And so it's a disgrace to Hashem to have human bodies, again, even of murderers, hung up for people to stare at and to look at and possibly to mock. And so that's why we don't do it. So Rashi over there brings a parable of two brothers uh, who are twins, uh, have uh, identical appearances. And Rashi says, one, in, in his parable, he says, one of the brothers becomes a prominent uh, officer, a prominent leader in the community, and the other becomes a bandit. And ultimately, the bandit brother is captured, and he's put to death, and his body is, uh, is hung up. And people look at the body and say, oh, my goodness, that great prominent leader has been hanged for some crime that he must have committed. So Rashi says that's the same thing, that, that when people look at a human body hanging, they will it will be a disgrace to Hashem. The Afkan and so too over here, continuing in the Zerah Shimshon, call Haroah as Lot Shavoy. Anyone who would have seen Lot as a captive, Omer, might say, Avraham Shavoy. Avraham has been captured because of Lot's strong resemblance to Avraham. They might think it's actually Avraham. V'yomru, and they might say, Shechas v'sholom, 
Eloko eno yocholamodlo. God forbid, it seems like that Abraham's God was not able to stand up for him, meaning to protect him. So, so Abraham realized that Lot's capture was not only a personal uh, problem for Lot and for Abraham as his relative, but it was an issue of his, uh, his uh, own reputation as a God-fearing man and as a servant, a Navi of Hashem, because people would say, how could Avraham be captured? And that was what they might think, because uh, Lot looks so much like Avraham again. And so they might say, how could this happen? Why didn't God, why didn't Hashem, who Avram is always teaching about and talking about and proclaiming, why didn't that Hashem, why didn't Avraham's God protect him? So it would be a chilul Hashem for people to think that Avraham got captured. The Shema Yaharguhu, and things might even get worse, and perhaps they would kill Lot. And people would say, the rumors would spread, that Avraham had been killed. Avraham was captured, they might mistakenly think, and Avraham was killed by his captors. And even those people who would know that it was really Lot and it was not Avraham who was captured, Yomru, they might say, Lot was captured because he wasn't a truly righteous man. And that, that must mean that Avraham is also not a truly righteous man. Because Lot and Avraham were so equal, were so comparable in their appearance, and their, they had such a strong facial resemblance. So people, when they think of something that happened to Lot, even though they know it happened to Lot, they might carry over and transfer that over to Avraham. If Lot wasn't such a tzaddik, and this is what happened to him, it must mean that his uncle Avraham also wasn't such a tzaddik. And therefore, there would be a chilul Hashem if Lot remained a captive. And therefore, Avraham relied on a miracle. Even though this thing, was outside of the normal uh, uh, boundaries of, of natural actions, that he, Avraham, could be victorious to the great armies possessed by the four kings. So the Zereshimshon is teaching us something that's fascinating in its own right. And as we'll see, we'll tie in directly to his uh, answer that he's developing to the original question about the Medrash and the Yalkut Shimoni. But, but to pause here for a moment, Avra, uh, Zereshimshon is teaching us the reasoning and rationale why Avraham put his life in danger and was so Michal Hanes, he did something that is not usually correct in under halacha, under Jewish law, which is that he relied on a miracle to save himself. He went and he attacked uh, the four kings in order to rescue Lot. Why, why would he do that? So the Zerah Shimshon says, because Chilul Hashem was involved, the desecration of God's name. And when there's a possible desecration of God's name, Avram felt he had to take action and even be so mechal hanes, even rely on a miracle and a supernatural act to be able to successfully uh, attack the army of the four kings and retrieve Lot, which of course is what he did, what, uh, what, what, what he was able to do. 
Next paragraph. Umeata, and from now, Koshe al Hashvatim. This incident with Lot as a captive and Avraham risking everything to save him brings forth a question on the Shvatim, the 12 sons of Yaakov Avinu. Shehare Yosef Hoyoziv Ikonin Shelo, because Yosef had a radiance to his face that was Domel Shel Aviv, that was similar to his father. So Yosef resembled Yaakov Avinu. Yosef's facial appearance and the and his radiant countenance resembled the face, the, the shining face of Yaakov Avinu. And according to their words, meaning the allegations of the brothers, she Yosef Chata, that Yosef had committed a sin or possibly more than one. Im Kain Af Habrios Yomru. If so, if the brothers are spreading the word that Yosef had sinned, if so, Af Habrios Yomru Sha'af Yaakov Chata. Word might spread, rumors might spread amongst people that Yaakov Avinu had sinned. Again, because of the close resemblance, people might say, oh, if you hear, if they hear something about Yosef, they might get confused and think it applies to the father Yaakov because they look so similar. Or even if they know it's about Yosef, they might say, if Yosef sinned, then it's likely that Yaakov Avinu also sinned. And if the brothers had killed Yosef, as was their plan at one point, people might say, in fact, that it was Yaakov who was killed. And we find now from our new with our new perspective, we find that they that the brothers were not were apparently not at all concerned and worried about the honor that should have been shown to their father, that they should have demonstrated to their father. Let's pause. What is Zerah Shimshon telling us? He's telling us that whenever we learn one thing in, uh, in the Torah about how a person is supposed to act, it gives us information about how others should act in that situation. From the fact that Avram Avinu risked his life and 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 whoever also the lives of whoever else went with him, in this seemingly uh, in this seemingly irrational uh, and perhaps almost uh, suicidal attack against the vast armies of the four kings, the fact that he did that in order to um, because he realized the facial resemblance between himself and his nephew Lot, and he realized that that could be produce a chilol Hashem, and that people might think he was captured and Hashem didn't protect him, and perhaps even if Lot got killed, they would think Avram got killed. Because of that, Avram acted with tremendous alacrity and tremendous courage and, and went on the attack. But now the Zer Shimshun says we have to ask about the Shvatim. How come they were not concerned about the resemblance between Yosef and Yaakov Avinu, and how come they weren't uh, worried that if they spread worse words about uh, negative words and negative reports about Yosef sinning, which they sincerely believed had happened, why weren't they concerned that people would perhaps think that ya that that spread these rumors about Yaakov Avinu, and if and if they killed Yosef, how come they seemingly weren't concerned that people would think Yaakov Avinu had been killed, which would produce the exact same question in possible Chilol Hashem. How could it be that Yaakov Avinu was killed? How come Hashem didn't protect him? 
And so the in the same situation, or I should say in a similar situation to the one that Avram was confronted with when Lod was captured, the brothers seemed not to have been as cautious and as careful as Avraham was, and that's a question on their actions. The next paragraph, and on this, the Medrash says, Begavas Russia. This is, a, of course, uh, back to our Pusik and Tehillim that we started with. Begavas Russia, with the arrogance of a wicked man, the Medrash says, Zen Nimrod. Who's the wicked man that was arrogant? It's a reference to Nimrod, the famous uh, world leader at the time of uh, when Avram Avinu was a, was a, was a boy. Shehoya Ose Atzmo Eloha that he made himself into a god, into a false god. Nimrod tried to convince everyone that he was a deity and that they should worship him. The who and he, Nimrod, is synonymous with Amraphel, the Amraphel who is talked about in our Parsha, who was one of the four kings, Amraphel Melech Shinar, the Torah identifies. So the, the Medrash says that Amraphel is actually uh, Nimrod. And how, how come he's referred to as Amraphel? Well, it's a play on the words. If you look at Amraphel, you can break it up into Amar, pool, or Amar, um, Amar, fell. She'omar, because Nimrod said, Avraham to Avraham, pull, fall, v'chule, etc. Meaning uh, uh, Nimrod said to Avraham, fall him, uh, fall into the Kibshan Ha'esh, into the fiery furnace, meaning he told his soldiers to push Avram into the uh, furnace and, and be burned alive was uh, was Nimrod's plan. Of course, Hashem saved Avraham uh, from, that, from that great danger. So Nimrod is Amraphel, and Nimrod was haughty and arrogant to an extreme because he made himself seem like a deity. And that is, according to the Medrash, what's being referred to in our Pusik and Tehillim when it said, Gavas Russia, the arrogance of this wicked man. That's the arrogance of Nimrod. Yidlak Oni, a poor man got burned because of his arrogance. Zelot, this is Lot, as we saw before. Shenitpas Biyodo, because Lot was captured in the hand of Nimrod, in the hand of a Nimrod, who is synonymous with Amraphel, as we said, because he was living in Sidom. And the primary uh, act of uh, intentionality, of wickedness and arrogance that Nimrod showed in this war it's because he wanted to praise himself, that Lot should be his servant, continuing, because Lot resembled so closely the appearance of Avraham. So Nimrod was very, very happy to have the opportunity to capture Lot, because if he captured Lot, he knew that he would have not only a relative of Avraham's, not only a nephew of Avraham's, but he would have someone who resembled Avraham closely in appearance, and he could go around and brag and, pri and take pride that he had captured uh, a, a relative of Avraham's who, who resembled him so closely. Kedichsiv, as the Pesach says, Vayishma Avraham ki nishpa 
uh, Avram heard that his brother had been captured. And as Azair Shimshon explained before, the Torah says brother here to talk about the extremely close resemblance of Lot to Avraham. And this caused Avraham to rely on a miracle, in order to make a sanctification of God's name rather than allow a chilul Hashem, a desecration of God's name to take place. And for this reason, this is what the second half of the Pusik means when it says they were caught. It's a reference to the Shvatim. It's a reference to the 12 sons of Yaakov Avinu. They were caught in the plans that they had made up. Al Yosef, on Yosef, to kill him. Because they were, uh, they caused a great uh, embarrassment and almost a, a great disgrace to their father Yaakov Avinu. So the Zereshimshon uh, has uh, uh, circled back now that he's developed these different ideas and shared them with us. He now has circled back to answer the original question of, of uh, that the Zayas Z- Z- Ranan uh, uh, posed on the Yalkut Shimoni in the very first paragraph. What is the connection between the Shvatim that they are alluded to in the second half of the Pusik and Tehillim to Lot, who's alluded to in the first half? Answer, it has every, those two subjects have everything to do with each other because the Shvatim are being criticized uh, for the fact that they did not seem to, to take into proper account the honor that they had to show to their father, because if they had, then they never would have spread rumors about Yosef, who resembled Yaakov. They never would have spread rumors about him committing sins, and they certainly never would have planned to kill him, which could have led to a terrible Chilul Hashem. Yashukoch for joining in the learning uh, this evening, and we look forward to learning Zerah Shimshon again on next week's Parsha.